You are now listening to the Bayshore Community Church Podcast. Our mission is to connect to God, connect to people, and to serve the community. Thank you for joining us today and wherever you are listening. We hope that this message inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Our prayer is that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Enjoy the message. What's up, 9 a.m.? How are you all feeling? You feeling the love in church today? Anybody feeling the love? I feel the love. Butch, you feel the love? Always. Yeah, you do. I love it, Butch. <laughs> um, hey, if you're uh, new with us or maybe you're joining us online right now, we love it that you are spending Valentine's Day 2021 in church. I love it. I got all the feels today, all right? And, um, and man, I'm, I'm about to say something. And when I say what I'm about to say, I need all you to don't flinch. Don't look sideways, okay? Just, just stay cool. Can you do that for me? Okay, here you go, man. Some of you all forgot that it was Valentine's Day until you walked into church today. I saw some sweat beads like going down people's foreheads during the worship. I, I, I know you're, you're feeling a little bit, which is why we have a little tradition around here, man, all right? Every Valentine's Day, every Valentine's Day weekend, we put a whole stack of free Valentine's Day cards in the men's bathroom just for you. Woo! Look, who says church isn't helpful, you know? And these really are in the men's bathroom. They're, they're in the men's bathroom now. This is, this is also true. Every year when I've said this from the stage, that we have a stack of free cards in the men's bathroom, men have gotten up right then and gone straight to the bathroom in the middle of the service. Those are not smart men. You got to play it off. You got to at least wait till like uh, after the message, like just go after the message. That's when you go. And if you do not know where the men's bathroom is, men, just look for the, men, the line of men after the service in the hallway. That's the men's bathroom. But anyway, these are in the bathroom. Go grab those. I'm psyched you guys are here for Valentine's Day. Online family, so psyched that you guys are with us. Can you guys just give it up for everybody watching online right now? You guys are the best. All right, so... Um, we're starting this new series today called Love Rules, and um, if you are married, great. This series is for you. Now, if you're dating, great. This series is for you, and if you are single, believe it or not, awesome, this series is for you. Now, um, single people, single people, all right, can, if, can you just raise your hand if you're single? I don't want to embarrass you too much. Give me your hands. Put them up. Be, be loud, proud. Hands up, hands up. Online family, put a hands up emoji. Hands up if you're single. Come on. All right, you all just look around. We're just here to help, all right? Just trying to let everybody know who's single in the room. Anyway, um, but no matter how married or single you are, um, Love Rules is for all of us. Um, this series is going to be for all of us because, listen, love is not a stage of life. Love is a state of being. Come on, I'm like preaching early today. Love is not a stage of life. Love is a state of being, and I think it's pretty great. And, and speaking of love, I found the very first picture um, Stacy and I ever had taken together this week. You guys, you guys want to see the very first picture? Look, look. From the Millsboro Bowling Alley, guys. This is where love begins, all right? <laughs> so this is 18 years ago. I think, I think this is our second date, and somehow my wife still looks exactly the same. How is that even possible? 
Now, listen, all right. Do you guys, you guys see this hair up here on me? You see this? This is what happens when you drink Mountain Dew, kids, all right? So listen, make better choices than me. Um, but I'll never forget this night. Stacy smoked me at bowling. So bad that the guy who was working the counter made fun of me the whole night. I don't think I've bowled since with Stacy. She's so good at bowling. But anyway, that's our first <clears throat> picture ever together. I found a picture of our, our first Valentine's. And so we'll put this up on the screen. <clears throat> Look, at th- this is young love, guys. <clears throat> and this is from 2003. <clears throat> and I like told, I asked Stacy to dress up. And I, I did the flower thing. I got candles. Okay, I made her spaghetti. This is romance, people. Men, take notes. I don't see any men taking notes. Look, no, no, no. You think this is a romantic until you realize that this picture was taken in my parents' bonus room by my mother. That is true. Do not invite your mother to your Valentine's Day date. That's another note right there. Love rule number one. Don't invite mom to Valentine's Day. Um, but love was in the air in this picture. And uh, speaking of love, men in the room, I'm going to pick on men because I'm a man, all right? I don't know how else to do this with ladies. Okay, so men, how many of you remember the very first time you told your, your, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, like you told her, I love you? you got, how many of you remember this? Husbands, you better just raise your hand, buddy. If you don't remember it, okay, you guys remember? That's a, that's a moment, right? I remember the very first time I told Stacy I loved her. It was in the Howard Tienes School parking lot, <laughs> where all love really begins, Okay. So here's what happened. Um, Stacy was a lifeguard at the pool at Howard T. Ennis, and I had just gotten done with one of my Dell Tech classes, which is right there. And so I, I decided to, to pull my 1989 Honda Accord into the, the parking lot of the Howard T. Ennis School parking lot. Okay, I only have one pop-up light that worked on my Honda Accord. I pulled up there, and Stacy, she came outside to see me, and it was, it was a wet evening. It was raining. It was not nice outside. We were standing in the glow of my single working headlight of my 1989 Honda Accord. The high beam was like blinding her, and I just felt the butterflies, guys, and I said, I love you, and then I thought, really, Joel? This is where you chose, like, in, like Ryan Gosling in The Notebook basically got in a hand-carved canoe, went out to a meadow, there's swans everywhere, that's where he professed his love. You're going to do it, like, right next to your 1989 Honda Accord with only one pop-up headlight working, like, in the parking lot at nighttime? Yes, I am. And I just, I had the butterflies, you guys, the butterflies were going like this. And I had all the feels, and I said, I love you. And then, you know, if you ever said something, you're like, oh, why did I do that? That was bad. That was stupid. And like, I was like, oh, no. And then Stacy said, I love you, too. And I'm like, "Woo! There it is. Miracles do happen. <laughs> I'm having fun today. I'm just going to tell you a bunch of stories. But I told you all of that. I told you all that because, well, it's Valentine's Day. I'm just trying to get brownie points. Let's be honest. That's my point right here. But... But love gives us all the feels, right? The butterflies are flying. You know, we we kind of feel like we're floating. And sometimes, sometimes we can start to be tempted to think that love is those butterflies. 
Isn't that true? That sometimes we can be tempted to think that love is those butterflies. We think that's what love is because that's how love starts. But I remember um, a few years had passed after I told Stacy I loved her. And, and, and so, like, we still had butterflies, you guys, but they were, they had a little hitch in their giddy up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they had a little arthritic wing going on, all right? And, and Stacy, um, she said, hey, I'm going to make some General Tso's chicken. I'm going to make some General Tso's chicken. And, and um, the recipe called for white pepper. But, but Stacy, you know, she just looks at the recipe as a suggestion. You guys, you guys, how many of you are a little creative in the kitchen? Let me see your hand. You're creative in the kitchen? Not going to your house for dinner? Not going to your house for dinner? Not, no, all right. So she replaced the white pepper with about a gallon of crushed red pepper. Why? I have no idea why. Because I took one bite. Listen, it was so hot. I wasn't sure who General So was, but I thought he was going to kill me. <laughs> I think I started hallucinating. It was so hot. And Stacy looked at me and she said, I took my one bite. She said, do you love it? <laughs> I was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you, that I love you was not met with the same warm butterflies that the first I love you was met with, all right? I think murder hornets started coming at me from the other side of the table. And, and listen, eventually the butterflies get old. And the, the, their wings, you know, you know, and love changes over time. Which means, which means, if you want, you know, that relationship with your spouse, if you want that relationship with your, your kids or your family or your friends or your coworkers or your teenagers, hello, if you want that to last for years and years and years, your definition of love has to go deeper than your feelings, right? And come on, married people, just give me a little pinky. Just give me a little pinky if there are some days when you are not feeling the love. Give me a little pinky, come on, a little pinky. <laughs> some of you are like scared. It's Valentine's Day. I'm getting you in trouble. I'm sorry, Don. May. Anyway, every romantic relationship goes through times when you're not feeling it. Every friendship goes through times when you're not feeling it. Every Thanksgiving family dinner goes through moments when you're not feeling it. When somebody in your family says, I don't really like pretzel salad, and you're like, how did you get into this family? There's moments, there's moments when you don't feel it. And so I found um, some tweets this week that pretty much sum up relationship frustration. And uh, I, I thought I'd show you a few of these that we're talking about love. Um, Spaced Mom says, marriage is just your spouse perpetually standing in front of the kitchen drawer or cabinet you need to open. Can I get an amen, somebody? This is every day in our house, okay? All right, here's another one. Um, couples have an amount they can spend up to without discussing with each other. Mine is around $50. My wife's is around $643.27. Apparently. Amen. Butch is amen. And you know you're having church when Butch is amen. In. <laughs> 20, not 50, sorry. Um, but your definition of love has to be deeper than just feelings if you wanted to last through some of that stuff. And, and as Jesus followers, if you would say you're a Jesus follower, uh, Jesus followers, we're not supposed to just live out of our feelings. We're supposed to live out of love no matter what we feel. And so if your butterflies are in their prime and they're flying, great. But if your butterflies got hit by pest control, they ain't flying so much right now, that's okay. There's hope. Here's today's first love rule. We'll, we'll put this on the screen. It's this. When you start to do what love does, you start to feel like love feels. When you start to do what love does, again, you start to feel like love feels again. In other words, don't let your feelings lead your actions. Let your actions lead your feelings. 
Uh, you, you may not feel like going on a Valentine's Day t- date today. Maybe a little rough on the ride into church today. But go on that Valentine's Day date anyway. You, you may not feel like telling a coworker, hey, you're doing a great job. Tell them anyway. Listen, you, you may not feel like encouraging your kids because they've turned the backseat of your car into a health hazard. Hello. But encourage them anyway, because when you start to do what love does again, you start to feel like love feels again. And don't let your feelings lead your actions. Let your actions lead your feelings. And so I just want to jump into the Bible with you, um, and we're going to look at the most famous love chapter in the whole Bible. Now, if you've been to a wedding, you have heard this before, but this, this is not just about romantic love. This is the kind of love every Jesus follower should have in every relationship that we have. And so we'll, we'll put this on the screen. We're actually going to start in chapter 12, the last verse of chapter 12, because I think it sets it up real nice. Um, Paul says this in, in 12, verse 31 of 1 Corinthians. He says, I will show you the most excellent way. That's a line right there, right? Like, I, I'm going to show you the most excellent way. I'm like leaning in. All right, what's the most excellent way, Paul? He says, if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have what? Love. I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love. Everybody just say love, like little butterfly love. But I don't have that. I'm only a resounding gong or a cymbal. And so, in other words, what Paul is saying, he's saying um, the most excellent way, the, the X factor is, it doesn't matter if you're the Tom Brady of talking, like you could be a smooth operator, man. It doesn't matter if you're the Tom Brady of, of preaching. If you don't love, you, you, you're just making noise because love is the most excellent way. All I'm feeling is type that into the chat. Love is the most excellent way. And so my, my four, first point of two today is this. Speak with love. If you're taking notes, write that down. Speak with love. Um, so I saw this week on Disney+, Plus that they had the Princess Bride. Come on, somebody. Apparently not as excited as me about the Princess Listen, the Princess Bride. I love, who has seen this movie right here? I love this movie. Hey, who has not seen this movie? Cotter, get security, get all these people out of here. Listen, I'm all about grace, but there's a line you can cross, all right? And so that's you guys, if you haven't seen it, you guys see this movie. And so I saw this was um, uh, on Disney+. Plus. So I was like, kids, get over here. We are gonna wa- you're going to learn about Inoyo Montoya right now, okay? Because any movie that has Fred Savage and Andre the Giant in it, like, you know it's going to be a good movie. And my kids were like, Dad, like, how old is this movie? I'm like, you better watch yourself, kids. I will kick you out of this house. Like, I love, I love um, The Princess Bride. Uh, some of you have not seen this movie, and I was thinking about some, some classic 80s movies that I have not seen. All right, so I just want to go a f- through a few of these, since some of you have not seen this one. Uh, one 80s movie I have not seen is this one, Ghostbusters. I've never seen it. Li- now, listen, I, y'all like, what in me? Some of you did not see The Princess Bride. So li- li- in my defense, I am a pastor's kid. I wasn't allowed to watch... Cast with a friendly ghost. So this ghost was definitely out when I was growing up. So I have never seen Ghostbusters. Another 80s classic I have not seen is Driving Miss Daisy. Although Stacy tells me I drive like Miss Daisy. I'm like, you look like Miss Daisy. Just kidding. I don't even know what that means. I've never seen the movie. I have no idea. Anyway, um, I've never seen Driving Miss Daisy. Here's another classic that I've never seen. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. 
I've never seen it, okay? How many of you, like me, you've not seen, anybody not seen this? Okay, I feel good about myself um, that I'm not the only one. Now, Bo Dukes is leaving the church right now because Bo, Bo loves Keanu Reeves, okay? And I love that Bo loves Keanu Reeves because I think that's funny right there, but he loves Keanu Reeves. But I've, I've never seen this movie, um, but I found a clip on YouTube from this movie this week, and, um, and I will tell you what the setup to this clip is because we're going to show it to you. Um, but I've never seen the movie, so I have no idea what's happening in this clip. But let's, let's just go ahead and roll this clip for the movie. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! That looks like a weird movie right there. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, those are like the big lines in the movie, right? Be excellent to each other and party on, dude. <laughs> Everybody say, be excellent to each other. Everybody say, party on, dude. All right. <laughs> and uh, do, you know what, do you know what Paul is saying in 1 Corinthians 13? He's saying, you, you want to know what the most excellent way is? You, you want to know what the most excellent way is? The most excellent way is be excellent to each other. Like if you want to party on, dude, in life, be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. Everybody say, be excellent to each other. Listen, right out of the love chapter gate, Paul's like, listen, you be excellent to each other with your words. And, and when, you're, when love moves your words, your words move people, right? When love moves your words, your words move people. But how, how many of you have ever gotten in an argument with somebody that's spicier than Stacey's general search? How many of you have ever gotten in an argument like, you can, come on, not just married argument, like any sort of heated exchange, let me see your hands, online family, put a pepper in the emoji or in the comments, whatever, like we've all had some heated exchanges, right? And one of the things that's taken me 38 years to realize is that the only way to cool down a heated exchange that's spicy, spicy, spicy is you got to cool down your words, right? You got to take the crushed red pepper out of your words. You got to put some ranch on your words. You got to put some love on your words. Why? Because when love moves your words, your words can move people. And, and listen, you'll never change somebody's mind until you reach their heart first. You'll never change somebody's mind until you reach their heart first. But when you speak with love, people don't just like listen, they actually, they actually hear you. But Paul says, when you don't speak with, with love, you just kind of sound, like sound like a drum cymbal. sound like a crashing drum cymbal. Now, um, I, I don't play the, the drums. Um, there is a correction to that. I, I did take one drum lesson when I was a kid. M my uncle um, was, is a drummer, and he gave me one lesson, and apparently I was so bad, he's like, there's no hope for this kid. That's, that's the last lesson I ever had. So my uncle didn't believe me in me. That's okay. It's all good. Um, but... I'm going to play some drums for you guys right now, if that's okay with you. You got your next drummer right here at Bay Shore. Um, no, but I, I want to I use these because, listen, Paul is saying, hey, I want to paint a picture for what loveless words are like. In, in your relationships, like loveless words, he, he's like, it's just, loveless words, it's just a bunch of noise. And in, in our culture, we got a lot of people talking. Right now, a lot, a lot of noise out there. And Paul's like, L -l -l your, your loveless words, they just kind of sound like this. And so it's just like, it's just kind of like volume, okay? So like, we got all this volume out there, okay? On, on our social media feeds and all these places, like, we got all this volume out there. 
lot of noise. Sorry about the baby, Carrie. And so everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's arguing about stuff. And Paul's like, that argument, those, those loveless words, it's, it's like this. Everybody's got an opinion about politics, don't they? Everybody's got it. Have you been on, on social media lately? Everybody's got an opinion on there. Everybody's got an opinion. Is this getting on your nerves now? It's supposed to get on your nerves. That's the point. But everybody's got an opinion about the vaccine. Everybody's got an opinion about the weekend's performance at the Super Bowl. Everybody's got an opinion about the weather forecasting for this past weekend because there ain't no snow out there. Okay, we all got opinions like that. And Paul is like, your loveless words, it just kind of sounds like... That's what it, it sounds like. It's just kind of like a symbol, a crashing symbol. Now, some of you would like to throw a symbol at somebody. Sometimes, you're right? Like, don't we want to just throw a symbol at somebody? Maybe not your spouse, but maybe your spouse. I don't know. Like, sometimes we just want to throw a symbol at somebody. But you'll never reach or never change somebody's mind if you don't reach their heart first. And when we speak with love, when we speak with love, people don't just listen. They actually hear you. And don't you love it? Don't you love it when somebody in your camp encourages you? How many of you, you enjoy some words of affirmation? Come on, let me see your hand. You enjoy some words of affirmation? Just say party on, dude. If you want some party on words put towards you. We all love positive words coming towards us. I know I was making fun of Bo Dukes earlier. Um, but I love Bo Dukes, even though Bo likes incredibly bad movies. I love Bo Dukes. You guys appreciate Bo, our worship leader. You guys appreciate him. He's great. And I love Bo, but Bo and I have been friends for forever, since sixth grade. And Bo is really good at a lot of things. Okay, Bo can play the guitar. Um, Bo can build houses. Bo can cook a better steak than me, which I am still salty about that. I like, I want to be the steak master. He is the steak master. Bo's good at a lot. But one of the things that Bo is the best at is he's, he's so good at calling me and encouraging me. And just using like positive words to me. And so a few years ago, he, he left me a voicemail. He always leaves me voicemails. This week, he left me like a really encouraging voicemail. But a few years ago, he left me a voicemail. And I, I just want to play it for you guys. It's like a minute and 30 seconds long. So men, don't leave to go to the bathroom. All right, these are going to be there afterwards. But th- this is just words of encouragement. L- l- let, me, let me have you hear this. Go ahead and roll that. Just to get a little sappy on you, um, I've been home by myself most all day today, just kind of working around the house and doing my thing at just had a lot of time to think, and as this year comes to a close, and we open up the book for 2016, I can't tell you how happy I am to be doing church and, and just walking through life with you and, and Stacy and your family. Um, you mean a lot to me. I hope you know that. Um, I'm so glad, so absolutely glad that God decided to put you and I on this journey together. Um, it, it couldn't have worked out any better in my, in my opinion, you know, and, uh, I just, uh, I think the world of you, man, and you know, you're doing an excellent job. I can't, I can't encourage you enough and I can't say enough good things about you. You are, uh, just an, an amazing pastor. You're an amazing leader. Um, you're an amazing friend. Um, and I, and I absolutely love where our church is headed and I, I, I can't wait to see where, where we'll be this year, uh, this you know, in 2016, I think we're going to see some cool stuff. And, and I think 10 years from now, we're going to look back at these moments and, and to the beginning of this and, 
and our minds are going to just be completely blown with where God has taken us and all the things that we've seen and done. So, look, I love you, and um, have a happy new year. Enjoy your time with your family, and uh, I'll chat with you sometime soon. All right, brother. See ya. Bo stinking Dukes, guys. Listen, that voicemail has been on my phone since 2015. I have saved that for six years, and I am not getting rid of that voicemail because those words, man, like, I, I can preach right now. I'm on fire right now because of that right there. I feel like party on, dude, because of, of just that encouragement. And listen, my point is this. Words, man. Words are powerful, and when you speak with love, listen, it's powerful. So speak love um, in your friendships. Speak with love to your coworkers. Speak with love on Valentine's Day. I mean, you might have a good Valentine's night, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Speak with love. Listen, I have this, um, I have this uh, motto, this life motto that, that really Bo just lived out right there. And it's this, and we'll put it on the screen. If I think something good, I say it. If I think something good, I say it. Now, a few years ago, I was standing up here, and <laughs> I was telling you about this motto that I have, and I misset it. And I was like, if, if you think something, say it. And everybody was like, Preach it, brother. <laughs> Glory. I, I can get, that's something I can get behind right there. Like, but no, 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 not, not if I think something. Like, how many of you are good at this if I think something, I say it? Like, I'm good at that right there. <laughs> if that was this message was about, I wouldn't have to preach it. We all got that down. But I, I just want to live by, if I think something good, I, I say it. And it doesn't matter if it's like a, someone I'm close with. Listen, if I go to Taco Rijo after church today, come on. And they give me one of those good burritos. Come on, I need, I need, just need to tell the person in the truck, look, listen, your burritos, they make me want to be a better man. Like I just, <laughs> if you think something good, say, if you have a coworker who kind of gets on your nerves because they don't understand how to use Zoom, you know, they don't know how to like mute themselves or they don't understand that they are on camera and you can't unsee what you just saw, you know what I'm saying? But they're really good at what they do. Just tell them, hey, I just think you're really good at what you do. Maybe you have some kids right now that are struggling with online learning, and you can encourage them and say, listen, what you're going through right now is really hard. It's historical, but you're doing better than you think you are. I am really, really proud of you. And if you think something good, say it, because, because fighting and criticizing and complaining, all that is natural. That is natural. But speaking with love is supernatural. Speaking with love, it is supernatural. And speaking with love can change a mood. It can change a relationship. It can change somebody's life. And so we speak with love. Now, you might have somebody in your life you are not feeling the love towards right now. Like you want to drop some spicy general soaps up on them right now. Listen, dude, we all get that. But do me a favor. And this week, just would you pray for that person every day? And the reason I say that is because it's really hard to be mad at somebody every day when you pray for them every day. Isn't that true? It's hard to be mad at somebody every day when you pray for them every day. And so, so speak with love. And then my last point is Paul's next point, which is um, to love others. Love others. So um, Jimmy Fallon did this thing a few years ago where he asked people to, to write in stories about how weird their family is. How many of you could win that competition right there? Like, you could win it right now. Like, <laughs> I think we should just go around with a mic. We'll just, everyone can just share a weird family story. It'll be therapeutic for all of us. Um, but if you think your family is weird, I want to show you something that somebody sent in to Jimmy Fallon during this. This is so good. This lady says, I'm the oldest of five kids. When I was learning to parallel park, my dad used my sister and brothers as traffic cones. 
Some of you are like, I just got an idea. This is great. I had to park between them. And so my lesson consisted of dad yelling at the traffic cones not to move and me trying not to run over my siblings. Don't you just feel better about your family all of a sudden? Like, it's just, it's not that bad. It's not this bad. <laughs> but isn't it hard to love your family when they're this weird? I mean, that's, got, that's tough right there. And, and wouldn't it be nice if we could just pick and choose who we loved? Wouldn't that be nice? Like, I would be down for that plan. But I want to show you um, what, what Paul says in the next verse, still in the love chapter, verse 2, Paul says this. He says, if I had the gift of prophecy, and if I understood all of God's secret plans and passed all knowledge, okay? Now, let me just pause there. What Paul is saying is this. He's like, if I knew it all, if I had like a Harvard degree, check. If I had the whole Bible memorized, check. If I read and understood the user agreement for TurboTax Online, check. If I knew it all, he said, and if I had faith that could move the mountains, but didn't what? But didn't love others, I would be nothing. I would be nothing, all right? And so, like, does love others include family members that may have made you wear a cone, orange cone on your head, a traffic cone on your head? Yeah. Does loving others include people who have terrible opinions? Yes. Yes. Some of you are hesitant. Like, I don't like this message too much. But Paul's like, we are nothing if we don't love others, no matter how easy they they are to love or not. We are nothing if, if we don't love others, no matter how easy they are to love or not. And is there a more important message in our culture right now than this message right here? I mean, do you guys remember what happened in 2020? We got to love others. And, and, and if, you, if you've kind of checked out, if you miss everything I say today, don't miss what I'm about to say, okay? This is, this is so important. We got to love others more than we love being right. We got to love others more than we love being right. Now, let me take a quick poll. How many of you think that you are right most of the time? Come on, be honest. You are in church. I'm raising both hands and my leg, all right? Listen, keep your hand up if you think you're right most of the time. Okay, now look around. We can't all be right, people, <laughs> right? We can't all be right. And, and it's so easy <laughs> to not, like, love someone when, when we're right and, and they're wrong. At least we think that we're right and they're wrong. But we got to love others more than we love being right. we got to love others more than we love being right. Now, sometimes, sometimes love is the warm feelings, you know, the fuzzy butterflies. All right, sometimes it's that, but sometimes we got to give Tough love. You know what I'm talking about? Parents, you know what I'm talking about? Tough love. So in my house, um, I have two pet peeves. More than that, but let's give me, I'll give you my top two. Um, number one is when somebody does not flush the toilet. <laughs> yes. Number two is when people don't pick up their stuff around the house. Okay, you do either one of those things. I move from pastor dad to dad real fast. All right, like just... And so um, last week, uh, the kids had left all this stuff all over the first floor of the house. And so, like, Nixon's Nerf gun is, like, laying over there. And, you know, Nora's little sloth-stuffed animal. She has a soft-stuffed animal. I didn't know they made those until we got her one. That, that, that's laying on the floor, the Nerf gun, the sloth, sloth thing. Stacy's um, 
Well, I'm going to leave Stacy out of this because it's, it's Valentine's Day, man. Anyway, but there's all this, and she's here, um, and there's all this stuff on the first floor of my kitchen, so I'm picking up all their stuff, and I'm like doing the dad grunt every time I bend down, okay? I'm like, Ugh. I'm picking all this stuff, and I made a pile at the bottom of the stairs, because they're upstairs, okay? So, like, that's where their rooms are. So I made a pile of all the stuff at, at the bottom of the stairs, and I said, hey, kids, Come get your things and take them upstairs and put them in your room. And I'm already kind of huffing and puffing. But as I'm saying that, I walked by the bathroom and and I noticed that the toilet was not flushed. And I don't want to go into detail, but it needed to be flushed, people. Like the Browns were in the Super Bowl. It needed to be flushed. (laughs) RJ, delete that out, please, out of the podcast. So I'm like, I, I'm like, I got to deal with the anti-flusher in my family. I knew it was Nixon. I knew it. So I, I turned around, and Nixon is halfway up the stairs at this point, and he doesn't have anything in his hands from the, the pile that I just made for him. So I'm like, did you just step over the pile I asked you to pick something up from to go up? Did you just step over that while I see what you left in my toilet? And I'm like, ugh, ugh. I'm just having this moment. And Nixon, you know, he's just like, oh, like he's kind of he's scared. I'm like, Nixon, listen, I've been telling you for two years, you got to flush the toilet, man. And so now here comes the pain. I said, listen, you're not getting dessert for the rest of your life. <laughs> and Stacy is like, okay, just bring it down, Pastor. I'm like, okay, upon further review, you're not getting dessert for the rest of the day. And maybe you're a young parent. And, and young parents, you, you have this temptation to take kids or TV away from your young kids. <laughs> That's a bad idea. I learned long ago. You basically punish yourself when you take the TV away from your young kid. All right, that's the last thing you want to get rid of. So just do dessert, anything other than the TV. All right, so anyway, I took away the dessert. And Nixon's like, no, Daddy, no, I will flush the toilet. I will pick up myself. I said, listen, Nixon, my job in life is to get you to be responsible so that one day you can get a job, get married, and move out. Like, that's my whole, that's my whole job. And I said, Nixon, God's biggest responsibility, or one of God's biggest responsibilities that he's given me is to to teach you to be responsible. And that starts by picking up your Nerf gun and and flushing the stuff in the toilet. And and, and so I just had to give him a little little tough love. But listen, I I disciplined him because I loved him, okay? If if I don't discipline him, it's going to be painful for him and me later, okay? He's going to be in couples therapy with his future wife because she ain't going to put up with what I saw in the toilet. Let me just tell you. And so, parents, sometimes our, our love towards our kids, it's not warm and fuzzy, right? Sometimes it's, it's tough love. We got to give some, some tough love, but we discipline our kids because we love them. Isn't that true? And, and here's the thing, and this is going to be a little t- tough love for some of us, but we're, we're God's kids, and God disciplines us sometimes. And sometimes he says, hey, I got to take your dessert away because you're, you're kind of like getting off track here. And he doesn't do it because he's out to get us. He does it because he loves us. And, and listen, you can walk away from God. You can turn your back on God, and he will always love you. But sometimes that love won't feel like butterflies, all right? Sometimes it's going to feel like discipline a little bit. Hello. Sometimes that's what it's going to feel like. But he does that because he wants us to, to get our attention to bring us back towards him okay god disciplines us because he loves us i know this isn't popular what i'm saying right now but it is biblical (laughs) but here's the thing perfect love jesus always accepts us as is 
But perfect love never wants to leave us as is. Never wants to leave us as is. And, and, and he accepts us as is. And he wants us to accept other people as is. That's the hard part. <laughs> but sometimes, even though we accept other people as is, that doesn't mean that we can't put some boundaries around that love. All right, so sometimes people in 